This is the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, Executive Pastor of Transformation Church. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin Oswald underscore. With me is Brad Livingston. What's up, guys? It's so good to be back again. Another week, uh, another sermon, another amazing service, another podcast. And, uh, man, super excited to be um, talking about Easter this past week, man. Easter was dope. Easter was good. Resurrection yeah. Sunday. It was a lot of fun, man. Packed house, both services. Um, you know, next year we're gonna have to do three or four for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was uh it was good. You know, it's it's to not make too light of it, you know, in the church world we you know, use terms like it's the Super Bowl of Sundays for us, you know, of of church services. It's right. the big, you know, every, every at all churches, you know, everybody um everyone has guests and and first time guest and they're their normal church members bring family and friends and you know you have people in the community who maybe don't always attend church uh show up on on easter sunday and all that and that's great you know that, yeah. that's all fine and good uh we had a good time though we i was going through our uh all of our connect cards yesterday and this morning and um a lot of names i've never seen and a lot of first time guests and a lot of decisions um you know, that were made, you know, people that either committed their life to the Lord or, you know, made a recommitment. So we had a lot of decisions. Uh, I think it's in the neighborhood. I don't remember off the top of my head. I can look around uh, 50 or 60 uh, total commitments. Um, So that's good. It's good news. It was was a good time. It was awesome. And it was, it it was good. And it was, it was one of those things where, um, you know, we got to, we got to take a real creative approach. We always do creative stuff, you know, for us, um, you know, we, we don't ever want it to be a normal service. Um, but at the same time, we don't ever want it to be a gimmick either. You know, we, um, and so, man, we were able just to put Jesus in front of folks in a, in a real creative yet very passionate and uh, tangible way. And yeah, it was awesome, man. We got to see some family members. I know I personally saw some people, um, that were there whose family members have been praying for them for a long time to come. Uh, and so seeing some of them was just amazing. And, and I want to give a special shout out, number one, to our staff. Like, those, like you guys yeah. killed it last week. You no, know, yeah, especially, you know, Heather, Karen, Christina. Yeah, Heather, Karen, know, Christina. Our coordinators, um, they did they did a phenomenal job. They, they just, phenomenal. yeah, rocking it. And Kyle. And Kyle. Kyle, yeah, gosh, sure. man. Kyle, uh, who's over all of our production uh, man, and uh, just put in tons and tons of work. Most people don't know, but Kyle doesn't. Kyle's not even technically on staff here at the church. Uh, everything he does here um, is from a serve mentality, so it's all volunteer. So he yeah. donates his time when he comes, and every Easter he ends up taking three days off of work and actually giving that time to the church to make everything that we do at Easter possible. So yeah. uh, he's just a monster. So shout yeah. out to all you guys. You're all awesome. And that then good. Uh, one other person uh, that I wanted to give a shout out to is just Erica Mack, who's over our next steps and host teams, which is our greeters and our connect teams. And dude, so we had two services Sunday that she was here for. We had growth track afterwards, which is for those of you that don't know, that's like our assimilation class and and how we you know uh, uh, new member people, class, new member all that, class, yeah. just that kind of deal. Uh, so we we had that, which we had a decent turnout at that. Um, and so I finished both services. I finished growth track. I'm walking through the hallways. I think I'm the only one here, and I walk around the corner, she's and she's putting still in putting cards. in connect cards. Yeah. And um, you know, she's like, "We got to get these done because we need to let them know how much we appreciate them coming out." And 
they have to get into the system so that we can send them their emails and all this stuff. And I was just like, as a pastor, you know, it's just like, golly, how awesome is it to have people like that yeah. that are like, no, 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 like He's great. I, I could be at home eating lunch or taking a nap right now, which we all wanted to do. But these people's lives, they need to know how valuable they are to us. And they're only going to know that if I do my job well. And I was just like, oh, wow. You know, so um, shout out to you, Erica. You're a rock star. And I really appreciate you so much. Yeah. And let's not forget to talk about those horns. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, the first song, you know, the start of the party, you know, and then we were able to have Adriel uh, drill, Drill. you know, do do a part of his do a rap, you know, which is what he's known for. Um, You know, he's a young young member of our church he's like 18 or 19 or something right something yeah. like that he's young but he's a he's a rapper um and he's not garbage like i'm always leery of rappers because everyone we knew back in the day all wanted to be rappers and stuff you yeah. know and it's like uh, that it's the thing on facebook it's like if you ever feel like you're not doing in your life just remember someone yeah, you went yeah. to high school with still, still trying to be a rapper, be a rapper. <laughs> yeah yeah um but which is that, never mind yeah never mind so um <laughs> But but he's a he's a Christian rapper and he's good. Him and his brother, you know. Yeah, him um, and Easy are awesome. Yeah. Um, but he he was able to we were able to add that element into our our worship song and yep. um, which is great. And then uh, just the horn section, the trombone, the the trumpet, and the saxophone, especially uh, you know with with uh, Jonathan and Chris and and Sadiq. Yeah. And uh, you know Sadiq is a drummer. I just didn't know he could blow like that. You know. Yeah. So. I'm going to be I'm going to be real disappointed if I don't see that sax on the stage this Sunday. <laughs> so like I'm just going to say that to everyone on our worship team Adam like we set a bar. Yeah. No, and but but he they killed that song that that uh break the walls down or yeah, I don't, break the walls whatever down. the yeah. name of it is um the second song we did was just so good with the horns and then that transition uh where he just was doing how great thou art yeah. I think that that probably you know the older the older crowd that that likes the old old church him sure, and all, sure. uh, surely that moved them it moved me you know yeah. I, I mean that's a, who doesn't love that song how great thou art but sure. just that on the sax was that you know that was powerful it yeah. was good I we, we when I, I remember you know Adam first of all shout out to Adam and the whole worship team yes. you know just rehearsals after rehearsals after rehearsals for that shout out to Adam and Anna who who lead our worship team and Adam. Garrido, who constantly does a great job. Again, another group of volunteers who give so much time to that craft and 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 desire to be excellent. Um, you know, I when I was tra- you know I stepped out of the worship ministry. Um, I spent a year you know training and working with Adam, um, not on how to be a musician. He's a phenomenal guitar player. He's a yes. great musician. He's a he's a worshiper, and it's in his blood. Um, but more about how to lead a congregation. Um, and so we spent a lot of time and one of the phrases, one of the things I would always tell them, I said, if you ever have a chance to bridge a gap between generations and between cultures and between races and any of those things, if you ever take, have that opportunity, take it. take it. Um, and I think that he did a great job on so many levels doing that on Sunday, you know, but I mean, we had, we had a rapper come in, we had horns come in, we had one of our sax, we had a saxophone player playing a hymn that was off of a song, the, the chorus of that song, even though it was more of a contemporary writing, <laughs> yeah. was a hymn, like it was just, well, and, and all and, of it was Jesus. You know? Yeah, and where I stand, the where I sit, you know, in the front row, yeah. because it kind of arches the whole, the whole sanctuary in a, in a sense, uh, I could see... I can just turn my head a little bit and see. So second service, I was trying to be a little more observant, observant just uh, to the to the congregation. 
But you know, when the rapper came out, I know some people in the church that I knew that I know are are newer. They're young, you know, millennials, um, you know, mid mid twenties, things like that. Yeah. And uh, when, I already know who you're talking. Yeah. When 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 uh, Adriel come out, you know, the rap, you could just see it on the face. It's like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> and, and we have a we have a strong, um, you know, we have a strong percentage of you know we're we're you know multicultural, just right. of even even younger you know black kids and and yeah. Angel's a part of them, you know, yeah. that type of thing. So it was just really cool. And then. Um, you know when the when the horns got going, you see some of the older people that that are like a little more soul, you know, and they were like, <laughs> it was just, it was really good. It really, I think, crossed, um, it crossed a lot of genres. Yeah. If if you didn't like, you may not have liked all of it, you know, maybe like the rap isn't your thing. But if you didn't like something, you need Jesus. Yeah, you or, <laughs> or you need to become Catholic or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just yeah. shout out to all my Catholics. You know. Yeah, I grew up Catholic. I can say that. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, it was a good day, man. Such a you know. And then we had uh, moving through uh, into the message, um, which was was amazing, um, and you know, not like the preaching of it, but just the way that we were able to communicate something. We really sat down as a team and and really kind of went through that a number of times and what we wanted it to look like and. And even the deal at the end, which we can explain in a minute, but yeah, um, and I'll just say I'm I'm always real leery. I did not see the message, the message notes until until Sunday, until Sunday. Right. A lot of times we have the opportunity to go over. We go over our the message notes that you have, right. and uh, kind of as a team, um, and 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 just make sure we don't have like the wrong scripture reference or right, right, you're not right. a heretic or something like that. Yes, you know? please. Um, it's just, a, uh, just a, <laughs> you know, two eyes, two sets of eyes is better than one, I guess. But um, I had not seen, I didn't know at all what you were preaching on right. until Sunday. Um, I mean, I knew the gist, but like, sure. I didn't know. And I'm always real leery. And I said this in some of our planning meetings about doing the greatest showman, right. you know, with the, with the, using the movie, I'm always real leery of something coming across as too gimmicky. Yeah. Um, I, and, and not just from a, <clears throat> excuse me, not just from like a church, just from a, the marketing guy in me is, is afraid of that. Sure. Not, so it, take the spiritual aside, right. but the marketing guy in me is afraid of that. You know, I don't, I don't want to be Taco Bell. I want to be Chick-fil-A, you right. know, the, but, um, I thought, I thought we as a church, um, I'm not just going to say, I thought you, but we, I think we as a church did a good job of not taking the theme of the greatest showman and, and being quote unquote, like too relevant with this movie that's out and, right. you know, loosely tie it to Jesus and his resurrection or something like that. Uh, I, I was, I was pleased um, just because I thought it was a powerful message, yeah. you know, especially adding that element in at the end, the sure. little creative element. But right, uh, right, so right. I really, I really was digging it. Yeah. So um, man, let's talk, let's talk about it for a second. I know some of you guys have been able to watch, um, watch us online. You were able to watch, you know, uh, some of you watched us live. Uh, some of you were able to watch us online, go back and watch in the archives. If you, if you haven't got a chance to see it, man, go check it out. Yeah. Um, even worship is on there. So everything we've been talking about with the drill and, and the horns and all that stuff, man, we, uh, all that is on there. You can go to transformationchurch.com. Uh, you can click on media, go to the archive section. You can, uh, you can watch this past Sunday. It was, it was awesome, man. If you just want to hear the message, um, then you can definitely check out that podcast. It's, it's on there. But, uh, uh Sunday, I, I would say that this past Sunday, it was one of those type of messages that you almost have to see it 
because just listening to it doesn't do it justice because there was so, such a creative element to the visual um, yeah. part of the of, of the message but nonetheless um yeah so uh let's dive in man so we we kind of broke up uh the message sunday into a number of acts um and what i mean by that is if you ever if you when we were younger we could go see a play and the play was broken up into acts so there's act one act two act three and um and so what we did is we took jesus the life of jesus and we broke it up into different acts um which started with uh the teaser so there was a teaser about jesus coming you know and that was kind of how we yeah. broke it down so we were able to even bring in the old testament <laughs> so yeah um so, so the teasers it, the prophecy from the old testament correct yeah, the prophecy yeah. the promise is right. what we is what we is the blank yeah yeah we, the fill in the blank there was the promise um the prophecy um, which comes out of Isaiah, which was that, you know, that a child was going to be born, a son was going to be given and the government was going to be on his shoulders. He would be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. And, and we were talking to, to the church, you know, a lot of times, especially knowing that there's either non-believers or new believers out there in those seats for Easter, um, is people think that the book, you know, the Bible um, it contradicts itself, you know, and it, it's it's just kind of all this, these stories that doesn't really go together. And, um, you know, it's people, whatever. And I, I wanted to take just a snippet of a moment to kind of overcome that from an apologetic standpoint and show like, no, 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 no. Like the Old Testament, the New Testament, all of it points to Jesus. Like it, that's what the whole thing's about, you know. So uh, we talked about the teaser and the teaser was that Jesus was going to come. Uh, and so he did. You know, and we talked about he opened a door that no man can open and he closed a door that no man can close. He opened the door to grace that no other man could open because no one was perfect. Um, and he closed the door to guilt and shame um, and essentially closed the door to sin if we would give our life to him. Um, and, and then we went on to show how. So the teaser was, here's this great thing that's available to us. It's only available to us through Christ. He was the promise. Um, and then we jump into the acts of the play. Uh, if you will, or of his life. Yes. So. Yes. Act one. Act one. He was a free gift. Yes, he was the free gift. Um, and so obviously if you've been in church any amount of time, John three sixteen is something you've heard. It's something you've quoted. It's something hopefully you've memorized that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, uh, that whoever would believe in him wouldn't perish, but would have everlasting life. Um, and that, you know, that Jesus is this free gift. It's not something we can earn, you know, and, and, I love how, you know, James and Paul and all these writers were, were constantly telling us about how it's not good works. It's not something we can do, but that Jesus was a free gift. Um, even going to Ephesians 2, where he says that it's for by grace you have been saved um, through faith. And it's not from yourselves. It's a free gift from God, you know, that that God made available this gift to us. So act one is this free gift that uh, God loved us and he loved us so much you know, like we talked about Sunday, sin separates us from God. A lot of times we think that we can just try to be good enough, you know, and heaven will become our destination because we want to be good people. That's certainly not the case, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, well, that, we could talk about that for, I mean, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of good people that will probably not end up in heaven. Right. You know, I mean, there's, there's atheists that do, uh, that feed homeless people or sure. give money to charities or whatever. Um, yeah, I like the free gift part. Yeah, so it's it's not about works. Uh, not at all. It's it's about our faith in Christ, right? So I, I think our I think our faith in Christ produces good works. It has to, or obviously, or, or we have to question whether or not it's a true and genuine <laughs> faith in Christ. Right, right. right. Yeah. Um. So I think good works are 
associated with it, but it, I don't, obviously the good works aren't uh, what gets us there. Yeah, absolutely. Which, and then that takes us to act two, right? So in act two, the second act of the life of Jesus was, uh, was a perfect life. Yeah. You know, he lived this perfect life, which is, I, I don't think this is talked about enough in regards to why Jesus um, was able to pay for our sins. So we know he gave up his life, um, but, th- uh, you know, debate 32, 33, you know, the, uh, just over 30 years of a life was spent in perfection so that his death and resurrection could be a payment. Um, and I don't, I, I think that that's the part we miss it. We all know that we need someone to pay for our sins, but th- that he had to live a perfect life, um, so that he could be the spotless lamb, right? So he could right. be the sinless one so that his perfection could take the place of our imperfection, therefore making us perfect in the eyes of God, um, because of grace, you know what I mean? So he lives a perfect life. Second Corinthians five twenty one said he made him, uh, he made him who knew no sin to be sin. Um, on our behalf so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ. So, um, man, so he's a free gift and then he lived a perfect life. Um, Good stuff. Yeah. And then it jumps us down to act three where he defeated death. Um, and, and the thing is here is that death, you know, death was the thing that it only knew. Take, take, take. That was what we talked about Sunday. Like yeah. death is not something that runs both ways. Death is a constantly taking um, a thing in our lives that all of us have to deal with. Death takes and it takes and it takes. It takes the people. It takes loved ones. It takes whatever. Like it, it's a constantly taking. Jesus um, was the one that was able to flip death in reverse and command death to give, to give back the life that he had lost. Um, and therefore, Jesus was able to, to resurrect from the dead. Um, and so that brought us to Matthew 28, 6 where the angel appears to Mary Magdalene and the other Mary and says, you know, he's not here. He has risen. And that was kind of the, the, the monumental moment, right? The flip that was where everything changed, um, which brought us to being able to share Jackie's Radford's video yeah. talking about, you know, turning the spiritual death in reverse, because essentially that's what happens. So Jesus goes to the cross when he dies on the cross, he dies a physical death. Um, so that he can die the spiritual death in our place so that we don't have to, right? And so when he defeated death, he defeated the physical aspect of death so that he could defeat the spiritual aspects of death on our behalf, Yeah, uh, which brought us to Jackie's video. What did you think about Jackie's video? Oh, it was powerful. You know, I've, Jackie's been a part of our small group for a while, so um, the last, I don't know, couple months been really getting to know him as, as a person, a uh, great, great guy. And they have, just have a great story, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and being able to see that, I think, um, I think the video was pretty powerful. I talked to someone last night that knows him, has known him a long time, um, kind of related. This other person's in my other small group. Um, and, and she said, even knowing him and his story, the video made her cry, yeah. you know, even though she knew everything in there. Um, the video was powerful and it just shows that, you know, when you, when you submit and you surrender, you know, it's almost like a, the, it breaks the curse, you know, that curse that he didn't use that word, but you know, that, that was on all the, the men in his, in his family that this, right. this, this, um, you know, tendency to drink, become alcoholics or whatever it is. And, and, uh, how, how that just all is gone. And he even, he texted me and you 
Yeah. In the in the middle of service and gave the day day one thousand and sixty five or yeah. sixteen or whatever yeah. whatever it was that he's actually been sober. You know, like that's yeah. cool. Keeping yeah. a keeping a tr- keeping track. You know. Yeah. So and then that man for him, you know, his story, him and Christy, his wife, and um, and just watching someone come in, um, you know, broken. You know, he he had he had gotten sober before he gave his life to the Lord. Right. He did that for his kids, but even after that, he knew something was missing, and that was kind of the the beauty behind what was going on with him and and their family. And since they've joined the church, you know, they've gotten. They've gotten married. They joined the church because of the Haven. Um, so because, you know, Jackie's son, uh, Destin, who has autism, amazing young man. And, and they, you know, him and Christy together, they've, they've got quite a few children. Um, and all of them are just rock stars. They're all awesome. Um, but, you know, that was one of the big things that led them to come to the church, which was which is amazing. And through that, we've seen the gospel completely transform their lives, which has been. Yeah, and not awesome. just theirs, but. Anybody he knows, yeah, yeah, he, they, they bring so many people to church. That, I think they have the whole center section now, <laughs> yeah. like at the at the church yeah. uh, of chairs. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, you, you start talking about John and Sadie, and um, then you know Shane, all this, like, just the whole man. Yeah. it's amazing. It's it really, really is. It's really cool. Um, and I think that's the thing about when when people, there's a difference between hey, come to my church, and hey, I want you to experience this life changing thing. That I experienced. Yeah, it goes back to something we talked about last week or the week before. The whole, the whole, th- you know, you mentioned that I've been saying this phrase, you know, where the the church or the gospel has become come and see instead of go and tell, you know. And I think it's it speaks to that because if je- you know a lot a lot of times I think you probably have people get saved and come to church, but maybe it takes a while for the evidence of that to flow into all aspects of their life. You know, Jackie owns or runs a construction company and had there not been the change in his life in every aspect, it almost looks, well, it looks hypocritical. You know, he's telling people I'm, uh, you know, I've been going to church now I'm different yet. You know, maybe you're still a bad boss or you treat your people bad or you cuss everyone out on the job site when they messed up or whatever, whatever the case, I don't know that yeah. he ever did that, but you know what I'm saying? Sure. But, but everyone in his life saw the change in him. Right. At least that's what I can gather from seeing their story. Like, I don't know that to, for sure, but I know that there was a, a young lady that works for him for his company that was in church Sunday. Yeah. You know, that the, so these people obviously, if they knew he went to church, but saw how he was and he was different, she wouldn't have came to our church. Right. Like she exactly. was like, I don't want a part of that church. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. You know, he's um, just fake. like the rest He's of fake. Them. Like the rest yeah, of them. Yeah. That's what they would have said. Um, but so it just shows that, that every aspect of his life that has invaded, you know, and that, yeah. I think that's incredible. That is what ministry that he's a minister that goes back to that whole conversation. Like, yeah, that's what disciples do. That's what people do. He doesn't have to sell his company and come apply to work at the church. He's far more effective right where he's at. hundred you percent. Know? It was so funny. I was listening to you carry Newhouse podcast today and I didn't give, I didn't get to finish it because I was listening on the way to the office. But one of the things they were talking about is they were talking about uh, bivocational ministers, bivocational ministers, um, or just people in general. And they were, they were, he was encouraging ministers who are bivocational to become Uber drivers. And he was saying because you will be able to do far more with the gospel driving an Uber than you'll ever do in your office. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like that's yeah. great. You, you know what I mean? Like that's pretty. Yeah. That, what, it's an interesting concept. Now, you know? what's funny is I did that. Yeah. 
No, so, so like two years ago, I read an article. Check this out. This is on topic, even though it sounds like it's not. I, I read an article that said the average Uber driver makes $19 an hour. I said, no way. So I signed up. You know, I had free time. You know, yeah, right, right. I had some free you know, I got some time. Well, you know, like I was out at the time. I used to be off on Fridays. So I was like off on Friday and Saturday. Right. So I was like, you know, I got free time. So I can like drive Thursday night, Friday, Friday night, maybe Saturday. Just, you know, let's see if they make $19 an hour. Right. I signed up mm-hmm. and I did it for a, a few. I didn't do it very often. I did. But what's funny is everybody always, everybody asks the same thing. They get in. Oh, how's your, how's your night? How long have you been doing this? You know, right. do you like it? They, they want to know what kind of crazy stories you have. And they always ask, what else do you do? Right. Which is always like, oh, so, so you got to think Thursday night, I'm driving a lot of people to like you driving them out. Like right. they're, they're, they don't need an Uber driver to right. go to the Target, you know. Right. They're they're going down to Seville College night, right. you know. Exactly. So people get in and they've already been pre gaming or whatever, you know. <laughs> they get in and um, they're like, oh, what else do you do? Oh, I'm a pastor. Everything changes. Yeah. Then they're like a little more, yeah. yeah. The the no more cuss words. The moment yeah. on whether or not you're gonna lie. What do you do? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, there's something to that. But uh, you know, all that going back is like. You know, for us, honestly, when people who are in full time ministry have to work and look much harder to find people to minister to than people who are not. And people uh, like anyone that's not in full time ministry think that's in reverse. They think all we do all day long is just minister to people, minister to people, minister to people. We're wrong day. again. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's, we do. We're around all, each other all day. We are. Like, <laughs> I'm with saved people all day long. Like, like honestly, if, you, if you're if you a bank teller, if you're a construction worker, if you're a waiter or a waitress, like, if you're, like, if you work in the world, the secular world anywhere, you have a far better opportunity on a day-to-day basis to bring the gospel to someone than I do in my office. You know, right. it doesn't mean we don't, when we go out to eat, we don't get to talk to a waiter or a waitress that may not yeah. know the Lord. So not to say that we never talk to someone, yeah. but I'm just saying on the day in, day out. We like, have to look for those opportunities. We have to look yeah. for them. Whereas, you know, the nurse or the doctor or the attorney or the street cleaner, who like whatever, yeah. the, the laundromat, whatever. Like you have people constantly in front of you that don't know the Lord. We have to go find them. We have and, to be creative. Yeah. And so for someone like Jackie, it's such an amazing thing because you're watching this guy who's been radically transformed by the gospel. Is he perfect? No. Does he declare that he is? No. Like we all know that grace entered into our life and we have to continue to walk in grace because we mess up. So we're not putting Jackie on a pedestal saying he's perfect. We're putting Jackie in a position saying Jesus has radically transformed his life. And as he continues the process of sanctification, because it's a process, not a destination, as he continues that, um, we're seeing him talk to other people because he's in the circles. He's yeah. this, They're in his life. And so he's getting to do that, which is awesome. It's awesome. We had to get creative. You know, me and, me and you like to eat uh, lunch pretty yes, regular at, at Sky's Pizza. Shout out Sky's Pizza. Sky's Pizza. Best pizza in Pensacola. It's truly anointed. But, you know, a couple weeks ago we were Shoo. in there and uh, I didn't lie. She didn't ask me what my name was. She said, can I get a name for the order? <laughs> and I said, Jesus, because I know when it's time to bring an order out, they holler out the name. I figure what better <laughs> way for this restaurant to hear the name of Jesus than when it's time 
she has to holler out Jesus. Yeah, a, yeah. it's so, Italian evangelism. Yeah, it is. So uh, <laughs> it's it's like the Italian prophet Malachi, you know. <laughs> but y'all may know him as Malachi, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I, she, I wouldn't have said my name is Jesus. She said, "What's your name?" She said, "Just can I get a name for the order?" I said, "Well, sure, Jesus." And she looked at me, and I was like, "Write that down." You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that was my evangelism for the uh, restaurant. <laughs> Anyways, back to back to the oh, weekly follow up podcast. <laughs> yeah. So all that to say, folks, you know that uh, when we're talking about you know Jackie Reference testimony, it's just an encouragement to everyone out there. Don't think that you need an office and a pulpit and a full time paycheck at a church. To be effective for the gospel, man. As a matter of fact, you have the opportunity today, tomorrow, next week, whatever, in the drive through line of Dunkin' Donuts to pay for the person behind you, hand them a card that says, you know, something extra. If you're at TC, we've got something extra cards at both of our entrances that you can grab and you can you can hand those out. Pay for someone's, uh, you know, Egg McMuffin behind you getting breakfast in the morning, mm. whatever. Mm. But man, look for every opportunity to do that because it is far easier for you I can promise you than it is for us to come across people on your job, in your workplace, all those things. So, man, jump straight in. And that brought us to um, kind of some uh, a song lyric that I pulled down from the movie, you know, because we were doing The Greatest Showman. Um, and, you know, and the whole idea is that on The Greatest Showman, Jesus was the greatest showman. He performed the greatest show on earth, um, which was um, which was the gospel, you know, Um and so the, the song lyrics is from now on. It says, I saw the sun begin to dim and felt the winter wind blow cold. Uh, I, a man learns who is there for him when the glitter fades and the walls won't hold. Because from then rubble just remains. This can only be what's true. If all was lost is more I gain because it led me back to you um, and the you, you know, we were talking about Jesus and we were talking about how sometimes in life. We feel like the walls won't hold. We feel like the glitter fate, you know, like people want to be a part of our life and everything's going great. But what happens when everything's not going great? You know, people disappear. You know what I mean? We find mm-hmm. out who your friends are when in your life's not going fantastic or when you're going through problems. And and we kind of hit on that for a second. Um, you know, we talked about last week and we talked about this past Sunday how, you know, for many of us, you know, God didn't find us in the Apple store. You know what I mean? Like we're not the we're not the, the pretty object. Some of us were just super broken. Um, you know, we were we're like have been through the ringer man life has really dealt us some bad hands and so we're not we're not the shiny objects you know we're broken no no, in most in most cases he actually went looking for you in the worst of places like the the nasty pawn shop on the street corner yeah it reminds me of the gomer osea story you know Mm -hmm. that i posted about this morning but you know like he went down into the like the parts of town where men of god shouldn't be Right, you know, like the the red light district. You know, he's right. he went to to, and that's what Jesus did. He where you, at your worst, that's where he came looking for you. Yeah, and we talked about that last week in the yeah. book of Psalms, where it says he stoops low right. to make me great. Like he he stoops down to where I am to pick me back up. You know, but the Lord is so gracious and merciful that he's willing to stoop down there to get you. And 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 we were, you know, again knowing that it's Easter and knowing there's a tons of people in our church that uh, that that are thinking that we're already judging them before they walk in the door, trying to tell them like, man, not only are we not judging you, but here's a God that loves you so much. He doesn't expect you to come up to where he's at. He knows he has to come down to where you are and where I was and where all of us were, you know? Um, and so really trying to communicate that message. Um, so, and that brought us to act four, right? So act 
uh, four of the life of the play of the show, um, which is right now. And we were talking about now is the moment. Now is is where where we are. And you have the opportunity to become part of um, this amazing thing that Jesus is doing in people's lives. Uh, and we used uh, Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for us to get our act together. Um, and I remember, you know, I grew up in church, Romans 5, 8, there was a moment where Romans 5, 8 went from like logos word to rhema word in my spirit one day. And I almost like screamed at the top of my lungs. Like it just came alive to me. Um, that while we were sinners, like he didn't wait for us to get it together. Christ died for us in our shame, in our guilt, in our sin. He saw us at our worst and died for us there mm-hmm. um, so that he could make us uh, our best, um, which then at that moment, we wanted to introduce a few of the people in our church um, who had had kind of many stories. Um, and, uh, and so we did the song, This Is Me. Um, so our, our team like did the song live, which was awesome. Yes, you know, they're, they're so good. Um, and the song, you know, um, uh, it, it, the opening words are, I'm not a stranger to the dark, you know, hide away. They say, we don't want your broken parts. Like, so they're talking about how shame has kind of taken over our life. And I think that that's that the whole idea at, of that is how we in our sin are so like completely covered up with shame. Like we feel so terrible about the things of our life that we know shouldn't be there, but we have a hard time dealing with. Um, And because of the shame of the things we know we shouldn't have, we never get rid of them because we never step into the light because we're too shamed to get into the light, to get rid of them. So we continue to have them Mm -hmm. because like, it's this like vicious cycle. Right. Um, And so then we brought out the, the cardboard testimony things, you know, Um, where we had 18 people in our church walk out um, on one side. It talked about what they were, what they, how, who they were before Christ on the other other side um, at a point in the song on the other side, they flipped it over and it was what Christ had done and who they are now after Jesus had transformed. It was really powerful. Yeah. It was really powerful. It was good. Yeah. So um, it was awesome, man. Just seeing all of that and, and, you know, again, allowing, I, I, I told, I told the group, you know, they were there Saturday night. We had a kind of a dress rehearsal, a dry run through, whatever. And um, they came Saturday and I met with all of them afterwards after they were done rehearsing. And I said, you know, tomorrow I'm going to preach a message about Jesus. And there's going to be a lot of people in the seats that are going to hear it. And maybe some of them are going to hear the gospel for the first time. Um, but I said, as much as the gospel is powerful and it's the only thing right. That can bring them to put their faith in Christ. We have to do that. I said, for many of them, they're going to know that it's possible for them because of you, not Mm -hmm. because of me. They've heard, you know, most pastors have been preaching for years and the gospel, you know, and and the Holy spirit is what transforms people. But at the end of the day, like they're going to know it's available because of me. They're going to know it's possible because of you. And man, if you're out there listening, if you're not, if you're not a believer, man, let me just tell you, it's, it's, it's available because of Jesus. Like he paid the price. It's, it's available to you because of what Jesus did on the cross, his perfect life, his death, he defeated it. Um, and then he died on the cross and in, in our place, in my place and in your place, um, he died on the cross 
And so as he went to the cross to pay for our sins, um, he made possible, you know, us, our, our eternity being taken care of. Um, however, um, you can know that it's available. You can know that it's possible because I'm walking in that grace did not deserve it. It was given to me. It was a free gift, even though I didn't deserve it. Justin, I know you feel the same way. Yes, sir. Like we, you know, it's available to us. We didn't deserve it. It wasn't something that we should have. It's something that we get to have, um, because of grace and because of mercy. So, um, that was the, the right now. Um, and we even made a note, you know, we took, we kind of paused for a second and, and kind of told everyone, you know, some, some of us have been living in the dark for far too long, you know, um, and that Jesus wants us to step into the light, like come out of where you think you belong. Yes. You've messed up. Yes. You've blew it, but we need to come out of the darkness and let Jesus radically transform our life, which brought us to act five, which is eternity with Christ. And we, we, you know, preach the gospel message from, from beginning to end one more time, um, which was that there's an eternity that waits for all of us. And, and our faith in Jesus is the only thing that changes that. Um, it's the only thing that can transform us not into good people, but into new people. You know, we talked about that quite a bit on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like God, Jesus did not come to make you good. He came to make you new. Um, so man, it was a, it was a good day. It was, it really was. It was a, it was a powerful day. And, um, you know, again, just so many, so many moving parts and, and honestly, we don't have a lot to work through today, um, as much because I mean, it's the gospel, man. simple message. It's a, it's the simple message of how much Jesus loves people. Um, my challenge, and I think our challenge, Justin and I's challenge to you guys for our listeners, um, is to keep in mind that this message is so simple but that's the beauty of it. Like Jesus desires to transform people's hearts and lives. And we need you. We want you. Um, and God has destined you. You know, Paul told Timothy, he didn't say if you have the gift of evangelism, Paul told Timothy, use the gift of evangelism. Like there's no, there's no, like if you want to talk to people about Christ, it's you have been transformed by Christ. Therefore we are all obligated to carry that message mm-hmm. to the world that needs it. And so we encourage you guys to get out there um, take Jesus into the world that needs it, um, because the world needs it for real <laughs> and the world needs the message. They need the gospel and, uh, and they need him. They need Christ. So, uh, man, we Good gotta, stuff. gotta get out there. So, Good stuff. Um, man, we appreciate you guys tuning in with us again, the TC weekly follow-up podcast. I am Brad Livingston lead pastor here at TC. You can find me at Brad Livingston underscore. So at Brad Livingston underscore on Twitter and Instagram. So you can check us out there. Um, if you have any questions you want us to answer, um, if you have any shout outs, anything, a testimony, maybe how this podcast is speaking to you, please, uh, either tweet us again, Brad Livingston underscore or Justin Oswald underscore. You can catch both of us on Twitter and Instagram. So you can tweet us or you can send us an email to follow up at transformationchurch.com again follow up at transformationchurch.com that's right and make sure you uh share and subscribe to this podcast we drop it every week uh the weekly follow-up but uh be awesome if you guys would share it to your social media and subscribe and all that and you can follow transformation church on instagram and facebook at transformation pensacola and you can catch us online at transformationchurch.com awesome Awesome, guys. We appreciate y'all, man. We will catch y'all next week. Have a great week.